Welcome to the Spa Geeks podcast hosted by me, Amber Rowe. Here you'll find interviews with nail technicians, estheticians, licensed massage therapists, and even more. You will hear about our experiences in business, product knowledge, and gain the motivation you need to thrive from leaders in spa, health, and wellness. In our field of work, we are constantly taking care of our clients. In our private lives, we're giving out even more. So when does the healer have time to heal? How can you achieve your own personal goals and be brave enough to step out into something totally new? Click on a segment below and tune in. You are tuned in to the Spa Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Rowe. On today's segment, we're going to have another girlpreneur on. Her name is Gabby. Gabriella, but I know yes. her as Gabby. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> and she is absolutely amazing. And so I want her to share her story, but I'm going to give you guys a little sneak peek on who she is. So She is originally from the Rio Grande Valley here in Texas, but she's lived in Austin for the last 14 years. She is married and still married to her (laughs) high school sweetheart of over 25 years and has two amazing daughters. She started her career like I did in high school and has been doing the beauty thing ever since. So I just want to welcome her on Spa Geeks. Hey, Gabby. Hey, Amber. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember asking this young lady to come onto my podcast and she was like, I don't like my voice. Girl, your voice is awesome. (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I hate it. You were so funny. So tell me, girl, like what's been going on? Let's isolate it to like the last year. Like what's been going on with you? Oh my God. I mean, well, let's talk about uh, the last year, Corona. (laughs) I mean, it has thrown all of us in the beauty industry for a huge loop, you know? I mean, I don't think any of us could have ever seen anything like this ever come into our business and, and, Basically, the world told us, hey, you can't work right now. <laughs> and everybody, not just Austin, not just, you know. I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole United planet. States, the whole world, the whole planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just so. cannot even, like, just thinking about, you know, how people have always thought, like, the beauty industry was essential before mm-hmm. COVID. And mm-hmm. we, for the first time, we saw something hit the beauty industry down on its back. Like, I don't know how this is going to recover. I don't know what we're going to do, but I really hope that we can get it together and people will start wearing their masks and do what yeah. they're supposed to do and we can start getting healthy. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I took it as a sign mm-hmm. to tell, I took it as a sign as the universe telling me to, you know what, you need to stop and you need to chill. You need to take this time to be a mom, be a wife, stay home because I've never done that before. Um, as wow. you said in my bio, I, I mean, I've been working since I was 13, got my nail tech license at 17, um, and started working in the salon at 18. And so I've been working and doing all of that stuff. So having the time off to be at home 
it was it was a, a you know as they say a blessing for me mm-hmm. to be home because I'd, I'd never had that before so wow. I definitely I, I utilized the time and tried to be creative and cooked a whole lot which <laughs> is something that I really love to do I do love to cook um, and I started watercoloring and um, just you know really tried to you know really ground myself um, I do know that I am very very lucky and I do know that I'm very thankful and grateful because I do have a husband that had a really he's got a good paying job so mm-hmm. in that sense I didn't have to worry which that was a big part of my empathetic side is that I knew a lot of these girls that were in this industry that are single moms are you know the sole income for their house and I knew they were struggling and I it was it was hard for me to be joyful in the moment of being like hey I got all this freedom I can do what I want you know like I'm cooking yeah. I'm painting knowing that my fellow co-workers were struggling you know so you know I Brian and I tried to donate, you know, here and there and do what we could, you know, a little bit helps in any way, but it was just, you know, what we, it's what we hard could to do. see. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard to see because, you know, as we know in this beauty industry, we don't get a lot of benefits. We don't get a lot of, you know, healthcare. So it, I know it was hard for some girls and I know that, you know, there were some out there that were struggling, but just try to make the best of it, you know? Yeah. You know, I often think while you were talking, I thought about there was a time for those who are listening, there is a time where Gabby and I actually worked together and it was a very busy time. So we worked for a really uh, fast paced, uh, large um, spa chain and we were busy, busy, busy working, 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 you know, tips were good. They were flowing in. Like it was just an amazing time. It was really like a time of a cash cow time, but then, you know, thinking about the stress and of, you know, taking care of so many people and then seeing, looking at yourself, like, am I doing everything that I could possibly do to take care of myself and my family, even though I'm pouring so much out to my clients. And that brings me to like the whole work life balance thing. How do you Mm -hmm. do that? Because I know that um, there's been seasons for you where you've owned a business and then you've mm-hmm. set the business down and then pick the business up. And so how does all this affect you, whether you're in a busy season or like right now, how do you balance this stuff, girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say my kids are pretty grown. My youngest is going to be 19 on Monday and my oldest is 22 and she just moved out of the house. Um, so I do have a lot more freedom now. So that's in that sense of this time, this downtime during the Corona, I did have a lot of freedom because my children are, you know, sufficient. They're, they're grown, but when they were little, um, I had at the very beginning, I had a lot of help, you know, and it helps to have help. And I took advantage of it. You know, my mom helped me and my mother-in-law helped me and we had friends, um, that would help us with the kids and stuff. And, you know, I was never, um, shy or I never felt, uh, guilty or had too much pride to ask for the help with the kids because, you know, it's, it's what you gotta do. You know, you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta lean on that help that you have and that's offered. You gotta lean on it. And then having a good partner, you know, my husband, my husband's a really good partner. He's, he is definitely, he was the daddy that changed diapers and, you know, cooked dinner and, 
all that stuff so I did not have to worry about that so it was it was very it was good but there were times you know owning your own business um, we owned a salon in the valley for six years and you know we would always take uh, the time to you know I was what is it there's a commercial that's like owner manager and uh, janitor you know <laughs> yes. I, we would go we would go on Sundays and that was kind of like our time together my husband and I it was our time together we'd go on Sundays and he and I would clean the the salon because I was the owner and you just I couldn't afford a cleaning crew to come in and mm -hmm. you know so there's there's you know you there's definitely things that you need to to lean on people you need you can lean on that's so true and I'm glad that you brought that up because you know a lot of people think especially coming out of school like you know I'm gonna be a business owner because I feel like um, when you're in school there's so much gray area that's left out so they're training you they're teaching you you're practicing and they build the high hope in you which they're supposed to do but yeah. you can own your own business you can do this but there's a lot of gray area in that and yeah they don't see like what you're describing like um you know you basically you and your husband having dates <laughs> cleaning your business like that was like your date time you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah and um you have to be willing to pay the full price of that and make some sacrifices and mm -hmm. so that'll lead me to another question so like as you were um ebbing and flowing and having a business what what was it that um maybe had you in a position where you thought I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to own a business have you ever had that thought oh yeah I mean when uh, when we first moved to Austin uh, I I sold the business and we moved to Austin and so I I didn't I, I was free of that so then I decided to look for a job in Austin and found one working with my girl Amber that was my <laughs> first place was working with you and that was I mean it was like a week after and it was it was nice to kind of have the responsibility of the booking and buying the supplies and keeping up with the sanitation and all of that stuff left to the owner so I definitely took it I took a break from that but I went on for a while and uh, worked there went to another spawn and I decided to go out on my own again and I did the mm -hmm. sweet rental yes which the sweet rental is I think I mean it's such a great concept I mean when we first moved to Austin it was just starting yes. and I would see things and I was like what a great concept like you have your own little room you know you pay your rent you come in you do your thing and then you go home you know it it was it was it's such a great concept and I did that I did that for a while and I really liked it I, I definitely enjoyed it you know um it was it was something that I would look forward to um going into my room having my time with my clients just one-on-one -on -one was was really nice not having the whole hubbub of the spa around you yes. and other people talking and so it was a lot oh of what <laughs> and like over yeah overhearing other people's conversations and you know the break room drama and all that stuff so it was <laughs> nice the one-on-one -on -one time yeah for sure that's awesome. Have you ever in this whole process thought that you might want to do something like that again? Or are you pretty secure right now and just kind of sort of kind of doing things at your own pace of not having too much responsibility or not quite enough responsibility? Like you're ready to like just kind of plateau and rest. Well, uh, like right now, um, I've, I've kind of 
stepped away from working in the salon, um, mainly because of Corona, mm-hmm. um, just to not be around people all the time. Uh, uh, so many people, like so many uh, coworkers, so many mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, clientele, you know. Um, so I definitely uh, stepped away for a little bit. Um, I'm kind of doing uh, a house call deal right now where I'm doing house calls and I'm going to people's houses mm-hmm. and giving them their services. And, you know, and I think that will eventually lead to me going back into owning a, doing a suite rental, maybe, you know, we'll see down the line. I'm thinking after the first of the year, I'll kind of re- reevaluate. Yes. But I definitely have, I, I, I'm going back to the whole idea of it just being just me my clients and my room and just having that one-on-one time with them because I definitely enjoy that I've been very lucky and um that my clientele I've I have accumulated since I've moved here I mean I still have clients that come to me from back when you and I worked together wow I mean like I I mean and that's stuck with you girl that says a lot about you so that's awesome that's that's like 14 I mean that's 14 years it's 14 years that I've had these clients around me like I've actually I just like one of my clients I we I just went over to her house and it's like it's so funny because when I met her when she came into me uh, see me at the spa um, she was pregnant with her first one her first daughter and now that first daughter she's 13 and she's like walking around <laughs> oh my so, goodness but that I mean I amazing. and I still I mean I still I even had a client one uh, from back home she came into town one time and she you know she was my client 25 years ago and she came into Austin and she was like hey can you give me a pedicure and I was like sure come on in like come to my house and she I gave her a pedicure and we got to catch up it was fun and speaking of that I want to put a pause right there because you know for those who are listening all the laws and and regulations that we go by that we're speaking of right now Texas has really um kind of I believe opened up it more in more ways than I ever imagined doors for people in the beauty industry to still maintain their income like there's there was a law passed or a law that was published on September 1st that allows you know just like you're saying kind of that VIP experience on your terms I guess to come into your home and receive you know treatments they can't there's some treatments you can't do but there are a lot of treatments that you can do and I feel like um just uh from a sanitation perspective you and I we've been in the game long enough to know sanitation like we know sanitation oh yeah um there's a lot of people that feel like with this law being changed it's just giving more people that are not as knowledgeable more reasons to do things under the radar Mm -hmm. and without any supervision and then it might make the epidemic worse because they don't know how to do that so no. how do you feel about that did you hear about that law about Mm-mm. they're letting us no. well, yeah they're letting in the state of texas as of september 1st they're allowing us to do certain services remotely and it doesn't have to be a place that's regulated yeah um you do keep a paper trail of yeah. course you yeah. know and they may do a virtual inspection you know yeah but you are free to have people come and um, and they're not saying publicize it to the world. If yeah. 
to be wise, but you can do that. And so I say that to those who are listening, especially if you happen to be in Texas, if you have a small community of people who are agreeing that they don't, or who are saying that they don't have Corona, um, and you're keeping your environment in your home or wherever you're deciding to do treatments um, safe, then why not? But we still have to be careful. And so I feel like with that wave of people going out and setting up shop, you know, in their garage, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to be really careful about that process. So yeah, like there's tons of opportunities. One other thing I wanted to touch on before I go into another thing is retention. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like you are the retention queen. Can you Mm -hmm. give our listeners a tip Mm -hmm. on something that you do to help keep your customers coming back? Is it just you or is it a way that you... It could be. I think it's you. I think it's your personality, Gabby, because for those who are listening, you guys don't know our relationship, but we've known each other for a while. And I remember her working with her clients. They were specific. Like, they were like, no, I want Gabby. So Mm -hmm. is it, I think it's a... I think what I can say, making an observation, is that it is Gabby, but I also believe it's your level of customer service too. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's yeah. what keeps people coming back in. Is there any tip you can give our listeners on how to keep your clients as long as you have? 14 years? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I th- like my main, one of the things that I really think about when I think about customer service and the way I treat my clients is I want to be treat. I want to treat them the way or I want to treat them the way I would like to be treated if I went to go get a spa Mm -hmm. service I want you know the ultimate in customer service Um, I get a lot of my of my customer services uh, sort of um, abilities I saw it in my dad like my dad was he was he owned his own business and I, I watched him talk to clients and work with clients and he was a furniture he refinished his furniture and so he you know, he would go to people's houses and pick up their furniture. But a lot of the things, and I, I mean, I don't want to sound conceited, but it is just me because, and, but that's, that's a big part of it is that I remain myself. <clears throat> I keep being myself. I don't try to be fake. Um, I don't try to be like overly nice or underly nice or like over the top. Like I am just me. And I tell people all the time that if, you know, if Sandra Bullock walked in and was getting a pedicure with me, she would get the same type of service as if Kathy from down the street came in and got the service. They all get the same exact service equally. Um, another thing that I like to tell people is that I really just, I treat them like a friend. Like we're just, we're, we're two girls. We're getting our nails done. <laughs> we're having a good time. Like it's just very casual I try to keep it casual um and you know keep this you know the conversation light you know I always ask them where they're from do they have kids do they if they don't have kids do they have dogs and and usually like from there you can just like you know root on into you can just spread to whatever kind of conversation you can with you know kids and oh I've got teenagers and "Ah, I know what you're talking about you know um (laughs) So it can go on from there, but it's just, it's just really just being casual and um, just staying true to yourself and, and, and being like a friend to these people. Um, and just being, um, I tell people a lot that you also have to be very like aware, like reading your clients is, is a big thing. 
you know, I, I see a lot of girls in the salons making the mistakes of being like too chatty with clients. And I can see that the client is just like, I don't want to talk. I want right to get now. out of here. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I really don't want to talk right now. And you can see that like, and that's another thing is like, you really got to learn how to read your clients. You know, if they're not answering back with like just as much enthusiasm, you know, if you're asking them like, Hey, are you, where are you from? And they're like, I'm from Austin, you know? you kind of know that they're just not in the mood to talk. So then you just, you just kind of shut up, do your job and, you know, let them get out of there. But then you have the other ones. They're like, yeah, I'm from Austin. I just moved here, blah, blah, blah. You know? So then right there, you know, it's like hook them in, have conversations, you know, have girl talk, you know, and just, you know, just let it be girl talk. Like just you and her just having a, a nice time hanging out, you know? Yes, this is customer, you know, a lot of times people call it customer service, but I really think of it more as like customer care because you're caring for the person that's in front of you, even if they're like, oh, a, yeah. um, is flat, is a washboard, or if they're bubbly, you know, you still have oh, yeah. to care for them, you know, yeah. have you, I have a question for you, have you ever had to fire a client? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have because, yeah. Uh, and I, it's really hard for me to fire a client. I really just kind of like, don't let myself be available. Like when I had my suite and I had those certain clients that followed me, which I was like so grateful that they followed me, but then they just kind of started to take advantage, like either like be really late for appointments or not show up or, but I mean, that really is, I want to say in my 25, 27 years of being a nail tech, I've really only had to like fire like not ever like want to have that person in my chair maybe three people in in the whole like in my whole entire career because I think that with my clients they respect me because I respect them I give them equal respect back you know you know if they're if they're running late we try and do what we can if I'm running late I you know I try to be very you know accommodating you know whatnot yes. so it's, it's, yeah, it's only been, a, I think it's, it's only been a few. I think it's like an ebb and a flow. Like we were saying, like you, you know, you can give a little bit of extension to people, but if you give too much, people will run over you. And it's just, you know, I know that there's a lot of people like myself and yourself, we're, we're givers. Like we give, we give mm -hmm. and we give, you know, 110%, but I don't know why there's a lot of people out there who want to take advantage of that. It's like, I understand that I'm in a place of giving, but I ain't no fool. Like, you're going to have to be fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to fire you. I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer. So I think by nature, like, it was written in the stars for me <laughs> to be like a, a, a carer, like somebody that loves to care for people. And that's, I yes. mean, that's exactly what I am. Like, I am like the mother hen around anybody, even like at work. A lot of the girls call me like, oh, you're my work mom. You're my work mom because in, in, you know, my coworkers, I'm like, are you hungry? Do you want a sandwich? Like here I have food, like eat, eat, eat. You know, I'm always just like trying to take care of everybody, you know, like here, you everybody needs to be fed and needs to be taken care of. But you know what? That is a part, and I can attest that that's really, truly the culture that you want to bring. You want to help people, and you still joke and keep it fun. Like, we've had so much fun just, you know, having a light day when we've had such a hard time with clients. Mm -hmm. But there's a culture that I think needs to be taught to this next generation of people in beauty because mm -hmm. they are um, ambitious. They are still 
they have a license, but they're still acting like enthusiasts. And the reason why I say that is because there, I see so many people that are unlicensed on YouTube and mm -hmm. all these things, and they're teaching. And you know what? I can't even lie. Like there's some ladies on there who don't have a license that do some really amazing haircuts and nails and artificial nails and all kinds of stuff. But I feel like what's missing is the culture. What's missing is the business mindset, the responsibility, and also humbling themselves. Because I know that you have to have confidence, you know, because mm -hmm. people will run over you. I think the last time I looked at the numbers for Texas, it was pushing close to like 56 or 7,000 people in our state that are licensed in mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot of competition. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, literally is. in your own community, there's probably like, you know, a hundred people who do something in the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. And so if we can embed that same culture that you're talking about into this next generation coming up, I feel like this, the industry will survive because if not, then more regulations will come from our state officials that don't meet the needs of us who are working on the front line. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. Girl, that's just so much. I can We can talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk to you about something really important. So a lot of our listeners are asking about like the whole work-life balance, being a mom, handling responsibilities, and most importantly, raising, as a person in beauty, raising our children in a society that paints beauty very, very, um, it's almost robotic how mm -hmm. a woman has to have long hair or fair skin or, you know, um, has to have a big old butt or whatever. <laughs> I don't, do I don't have the long hair. I don't have the long I got the big old butt, but I don't have the long hair. <laughs> and it's real. And it's real. It's real hey. Hey, girl. Um, yeah, no, it, it is so hard. And especially having daughters. I mean, you have daughters. I have daughters. And I think, like, with my girls, I actually, they came to the salon with me a few times back home. Um, when I owned my own place, um, I would pick them up from school and then they would come into the salon and they would kind of hang out for a little while. If I had to do like one or two more clients um, before we went home, I'd pick them up from school. I'd take, I'd mark off that time in my book so that I could go pick them up, bring them to the salon. They'd have to, you know, hang out. And, you know, my kids were always really good around adults and, um, but I was like that, I don't put up with any kind of bullshit, mom. You know, like, you're not going to be throwing that fit. You're not going to be throwing that fit. You're not going to be asking me, you know, a hundred million times for a snack. Like, they knew, you know, you got to raise them in that sense. But I think also being in that environment, they also got to see, like, these women coming in and getting their hair done and getting their nails done. But they got to see the, like, I don't know, I guess, like, the real side of, like, the beauty business of, you know, not everybody is, you know six foot and a hundred pounds you know and mm -hmm. all that stuff so we I had old ladies and I had you know young girls and all kinds of people coming into the salon and they all they got to know all of them and they all got to you know see the different sides of it and and you know but they've also been my girls have been very um you know aware of of what is out there I mean social media has like 
it has to that that is I mean we didn't have social media I didn't have social media in the 90s when I was in high school so I can't even imagine like what these poor girls go through like looking at all of this so I mean I'm sure like I try on especially on my social media stuff on my Facebook and even on my Instagram like I'll post stuff and I'll be like this is not like these girls like you have to understand like there's a there's a whole computer system that makes these girls look like the way they do like they're, it's every, fake. everybody it's so yeah. like everybody has cellulite everybody has you know like pores like we all have pores you know you see these <laughs> airbrushed pictures of these girls I'm like she doesn't have a single pore you know oh my goodness it's, it's so plastic and yeah and you know I I'm not opposed to plastic surgery because I know plastic surgery is not only for beautifying, but it's needed, you know, in some cases, like, oh, yeah. you know, somebody who needs it for, you know, mastectomy or something like that. But for the most part, I feel that raising two daughters or even sons in this time, yeah, there's a there's such a lie that's being painted and people are buying into it. How can we as mothers like say look be yourself be beautiful like you were saying earlier with your clients you're yourself Mm -hmm. you're brilliant and fun and exciting and and but you're still you know you're not that all the time you have Mm -hmm. to be yourself you have to tone it down but how can we help our children separate the real but not discourage them so much that they'll be curious to be like ooh. I want to know what it's like to get like, you know, my lips plumped up, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) No. And yeah. And I mean, yeah, you I feel like, like even just in myself and my own home life, like my girls have seen me fluctuate my weight. Um, I mean, five years ago, I was 50 pounds lighter than I am right now. But I mean, I was like, and I was eating healthy, I was running, I was like exercising and everything and they saw it. And it's, it's really funny because in that time, um, when I was trying to lose weight and I was trying to like get healthy and everything, I, it took me a full year to lose, I think it was like 40 pounds. But because I feel like I say this, I did it the right way because mm-hmm. I did, there was no diet pill. I didn't take any pills. I literally just, there's no secret to, to weight loss. It's eating right and exercising, period. Exercising. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so I did that for a full year and I did before and after pictures and I had posted them. And it was so funny because my oldest one, she looked at the pictures and she was like, wow. And I was like, this is going to sound terrible, but she was like, wow, you were fat. And I'm like, yeah, I was. But she goes, but <laughs> she says, I never, she goes, I never looked at you then and thought that you were fat. You know, I never looked at you and thought, oh, my mom's overweight. Like she's, you know, she was like, because you, you, you to me, you never exuded that. You never put out that, that, that vibe. That energy, of, yeah. That energy. Like I, I've always had confidence, you know, I've always been, you know, I've always felt like a very sexy woman, no matter what size I am, you know. Um, and that's just, that's, and it's something that I have tried to like, really, really like keep within myself. Not to say I don't have bad days. I mean, I definitely do have really bad days. I, I have bad weeks where I'm just like, I just don't feel sexy. And my husband can tell, you know, he's like, you're just not in a good mood right now. It's like, yeah, just I'm not feeling myself. But there are days I wake up and I am feeling myself from morning to night, you know. <laughs> and I mean, it is like, I, I, I feel myself. But 
I think being in front of your children, being in front of your girls, being in front of your boys, like showing your boys that not all girls have boob jobs and girls have stretch marks and you know girls don't walk around with makeup and extensions all the time like all the time <laughs> <laughs> like we are real we are we are real women you know there we we've got you know hairy legs and you know we got a wax mustache you know here and there it's just like <laughs> pluck pluck yeah. here or there <laughs> it's just like staying real in front of your kids and and not giving uh, you know any of that like fakeness towards them because I, I mean I I have seen like I do have that clientele base where I, I see like the women are perfect all the time like I have my clientele that come in and my ladies that come in and they're I call them like the real housewives of of Texas that they're like <laughs> they are they are put on like 24 7 and I just think you know it's like I wonder what their daughters think with them being like on it all the time you know and never seeing them like without makeup and just kind of in sweats and you know that kind of way you know it's it's it does a lot it does a lot to the to the mindset it does do a lot to the mindset and I feel like you know just like you were saying if people like it's it's a beautiful thing to see someone fall and get back up it shows a process it shows that you can come back you know from a place of depression from a place of just like you were saying i don't sometimes i have bad weeks you know not a lot of people admit to that but we all feel that way and so it's like coming to a place where we can be i think the transparency starts with us first recognizing that in us being aware and when you hear the word mental health, you don't think about like a mental a mental institution. You think mm-hmm. I'm healthy in my body, but how can I be healthy in my mind? And oh, yeah. if you're constantly putting on this facade that you are perfect all the time, then your children, you and your children, those who are around you won't know how to navigate anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. If I'm not perfect, if I'm not always on, then what will happen? Will you get depressed? Will you need to take some time out? Like, are these bad things to do? No, it's self-care. You know what I mean? So I love what you said about um, your daughter being a, your daughter's being able to see you transition through so many different stages and that it's okay to, to be in a place and then pull yourself out of it. And I think that will give them a lot of empathy and patience with themselves and others. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, girl, I just want to tell you that we're going to have to definitely do a part two sometime. <laughs> I know. I was like, when you said 45 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to talk for 45 minutes. What am I going to say? But, but this oh, is yeah. going by fast. We can, talk, we can talk for another 45. And plus, it's just so good. You know, um, during coronavirus, like you really start thinking about like when we first had the shutdown, like, oh my gosh, who have I not talked to? We start thinking, oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness. Like, I've seen people on social media, but I haven't talked to them in, like, over 10 years. Yeah, And exactly. I think for even you and I, like, we probably haven't actually seen each other for you probably... Came to, you came I to mean, my suite. Remember that one time you yes, came to my suite? You I brought did. your baby. But girl, how long ago was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that was, uh, that was, like, five, five years ago. six years? Yeah, that's that was five bad. years ago. <laughs> that's bad. That's a lot of Miss Margaritas, okay? 
Girl, well, anyway, you guys, I just want to let you know that in the links and descriptions for this podcast, I will put Miss Gabriella's Instagram hold. I will put any information that she would like to share with you guys so you can stay connected to her. Um, be- if, you like, if you like food, pit bulls, yes. uh, traveling, like, yeah. That's all me. And the, and the occasional cute selfie with her husband of 25 oh, yeah. years. They are so <laughs> awesome. Yes. Please like her page and, you know, really get to know her. This is somebody who has invested a lot of time into the beauty industry and has helped others come up. You know what I mean? So she is not selfish, but she keeps it real. So, you know, you might see a little something that you don't agree with, but you know what? My homie is going to keep it real. (laughs) I like to keep it real. You know, I do. Power to the people. Power to the people. Right, right. And so, you guys, I hope you share some love. uh, Give her some love. Send some good vibes her way. And if you are interested in being a guest on Spa Geeks, you can always check the link in the description below the podcast segment and click for more information and just say, hey, I'm interested in being on your show. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into Spa Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Rowe, and I will see you soon. Bye. My name is Amber Rowe, and you've been listening to the Spa Geeks Podcast. If you haven't already, please comment, like, and subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on Spa Geeks, please send a direct message and inquiry, and we will get back with you as soon as possible. Thank you for tuning in.